Welcome to Mystical Musings with Trina Zaragoza of Altered Haven and Paige Land with Serene Scapes Healing. We're going to dive into our thoughts and reflections around living intuitively. Have you ever wondered how to live your life in an intuitive way? Well, today we're going to talk about this and how you, the listener, can bring in pieces of intuition into your daily life as well. back with Trina. I'm always excited when we're doing things. So uh, today we have something planned. We have no idea how it's going to really go as as usual, but we're going to kick it off with the idea of talking about intuition and how, you know, it's not just what we talk about on the page show or what she talks about uh, with her business and her podcast, Altered Haven. It's really about how we use it to survive, even in the physical world. If we think back to uh, our natural instincts, if you don't like the word intuition, if that's a little scary to you or woo-woo, then our natural instincts, really, back in the day, you knew uh, that the lion was not your friend and you needed to run from it, right? The the natural fight and flight that we all um, know is in there. Science talks about that. We know it's part of us. That can be kind of categorized as intuition, Um, And we lose track of that, that it's not just opening up all these levels above and connection to all of the intangible out here. It was really given to us also to survive. (laughs) And so uh, Trina and I, on a personal level, because we're friends outside of this, have um, really connected with some topics that led to that today, uh, just in personal life with uh, us our own stories and family members. And so I'm going to let her kick it off with how she feels led to start with that and just see where this fun topic goes about letting your intuition guide you in the physical as well. It's not just for spiritual growth. Isn't that right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And one of the things I want to talk about is our intuition is our sixth sense. It's literally one of our sense skills. And it's everybody has this. Like when anyone says, oh, what a gift. I'm like, no, this is not a gift. This is everyone can connect to this energy within ourselves. You know, it's, it's a sense. And that was one of the things that I want to really reiterate and kind of put down that you guys understand this is a part of all of us. This is part of, um, it's a safety thing. Literally. We always think that we're just this physical body because we're in this physical dimension. But if you look at the whole aspect of our energetic body, our meridians, our chakras, our um, auric fields, our mental and emotional and spiritual bodies, that's all energetic. And then we have one, which is our physical body. But we, since we're in and physically feeling this physical body, we tend to just feel like we're just in this physical world. But mostly we're made of energy bodies. We're made of this energy spirit. And so is that intuition. That's connecting to those energy bodies. It's listening to those energy bodies. And so the more we work with it, the more we can start bringing it online, the more it starts getting, um, you know, more connected with yourself, that it gets stronger and that, that you can use it in your everyday life. And people are like, well, I don't want to listen to, um, I don't want to talk to spirits or ghosts. You don't have to do this. This is about an intuition with our, your own self, knowing what you need for your own personal uh, growth. Your body tells you what it needs. It it will sing out to you and show you like, hey, we got to change our diet or, hey, we got to work on more meditation, mental and emotional balancing. 
hey, we got to do these things. That's what an intuition really is about. I always tell my kids, you don't have to do that other piece of it. I mean, that's a bonus to me, a part of it. But you can turn that down where you just have that intuition with yourself. I love to know when I go into a room that I can feel the energy of the room. I can feel the energy of the people. You can have people that are really good chameleons or really good manipulators, I like to call them. They can put up in a really good front um, with their words and how they present. But behind your energy is just telling you something is off. Don't trust this person. Um, Their energy is not aligned with your energy. And that to me is a huge intuition thing to tell me, hey, beware, Um, have caution around this person. So intuition is more, is just deeper on so many levels. It's, um, It's in core of us finding that balance or moving into that higher self of who we are. And when we connect to that intuition more and more, that helps us, gives us the steps to move towards that. Yeah. I like what you said, of course, as always. I want to expand on that a little bit because what I'm hearing, and I hope you guys are hearing uh, past just her words, is that we actually are using our intuition even if we're not trying. So those moments where you just feel like, hmm, that person and I are not vibing, uh, that boss, that office, that location, or even better yet, when you're at a red light and you're supposed to turn right, but something just made you feel like you should go left. We really uh, discredit what is naturally happening under the surface, and we really can't tune it out. Even if we think that we we can and we try. Now, I know a lot of people, um, as their ability or their awareness of that connection to source comes to light, they really do try to tune it out because it can be overwhelming when you really connect to what I call is the umbilical cord of spirit. If you think about the umbilical cord, what it does in reality to keep us alive in our mother's uh, womb, uh, that's really what's keeping us alive and why I like that visual for what connects us as uh, humans in this physical experience with everything that's intangible, the divine, the universe, where we came from, right? And so that cord doesn't get cut no matter what. You know, we say spirit's always here. You know, we know that there's always connection available. And so if you start to look at it that way, we're really using our intuition despite whether we try to bury it or not. It's just going to be there. And I think if people start to look at it that way, it's not as threatening. It doesn't seem like something that they have to develop or have the pressure to develop or shut off. It's just something that we teach you can just be with. It's just part of who you are and you can just be. But it also could bring awareness to paying attention to those moments where, which is the topic Uh, where we kind of wanted to take the topic today, where it can really help you with major life decisions, where you don't have to always find an intuitive guide or a healer or any of the modalities of spiritual people that are out there, right? That the power can be in you um, to where it can be just as simple as maybe you're not healing yourself, maybe you haven't taken it to that level, but you know that when a doctor tells you, it's this, but you know it's this, you can really be your advocate for yourself to fight for that, to know, nope, I know that it feels like this. There's something wrong and you can keep 
pushing and fighting for yourself to get the right answers that could eventually save your life. And so intuition is really uh, can be the leading piece to something much bigger that we just discredit. We think, oh, that was just the lucky, the luck of the draw, or, you know, we just happened upon that just in time. And so I want you to talk about that a little bit too, because we both have had experiences with that. Um, and even if we don't share personal ones, I know we've had clients that we can have um, stories to share to help encourage people to tap into that more. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was my intuition. Um, I'll give a recent experience that I just went through where I just wasn't feeling good. I wasn't able to fight a, a certain infection and it was bogging down my body. It was draining it. And literally my guides were like, you need to go to the emergency room. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go. Cause I just didn't feel right. I kept on saying, oh, I can wait one more day. Cause it was on a Sunday. I can, can I wait one more day until my doctor's office? And I kept on hearing no. So I went in and of of course, it ended up being that I ended up having to be admitted to the um, to the hospital um, for some observation and some further tests that were going on. But what happened is this doctor that was in the care of me at the hospital wasn't listening to me. And I was literally... I was not in a place to be in my critical thinking mode as a nurse, right? Because I, I just didn't feel well. My my thoughts weren't working. My critical thinking wasn't there. I, I was just literally in survival mode. And it was really hard because I kept on hearing the word advocate, be an advocate, be an advocate for yourself. And I kept on telling my husband, I need you to be my voice. Please be my voice. Tell them this is what I need. And I needed antibiotics is what I needed. And the doctor says, well, you're here for this other issue that we need to, that's more life-threatening. And I'm like, that other issue is there because I need antibiotics. And he would not listen. He totally dismissed me. Um, well, you're a nurse, so it's stress. And I'm like, um, no, I do meditation every day. I do breath work. I know when I'm under stress, this is an infection. My body is literally fighting for this. Totally dismissed me was trying to talk to the nurses and the nurses really did try to be my advocate. But when you're dealing with someone that's stuck in their ego and that they think they know best and they know you best, you're kind of dealing with a brick wall. So I literally was released and made them release me say, get me out of here. Mm -hmm. And I went straight to my doctor the next morning and guess what? She put me on a high dose of antibiotics and voila, everything was resolved. And I was just like, it really taught me about having that voice and listening to that intuition, they did stop a critical event from happening, which I'm always so thankful for. But it also taught me like, not everyone is going to put your what you feel is right, they're going to think their knowledge, their understanding is higher than what you know yourself, you know, and that was hard, you know, I was, you know, I was a, a vocal advocate. And I can't imagine for someone that well, it isn't like that, you know, um, how they must have feel like, because I felt totally stepped on, ignored, um, almost violated because you weren't listening to me. You weren't listening to what I needed to process and go through. And thankfully, my other doctor did. And so it really does put you in a vulnerable place of like learning how to be an advocate, learning how to really go in and have that voice um, with these, you know, Western medicine doctors and, and stuff. And you know yourself better than anybody. You know your body better than anybody else. Don't ever let someone tell you that you don't know your body as well as you do. Right. That was the biggest lesson for me. 
Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And whether you call it intuition or whatever, what we're talking about really today is just that sixth sense, that understanding of uh, how your body works. I would encourage people, if you are not in tune with your body, you know, if you're fighting a lot of health issues, that would be my first step if we're talking about any type of involvement here, <laughs> is really understanding yourself first, right? We have to know thyself. That's the first step of everything, but it really does save your life. And uh, with all of the emotions that I know you voiced that you felt, I would imagine that you felt a little helpless to you because that would be, in my experience, uh, that was probably the emotion that came up the most as I thought, here I am, uh, delivered my fourth child, I've been in and out of the hospital, I knew something was wrong, and um just it really led to three years of events of surgeries and all of this but I I was in the hospital thinking and then finally voiced to my partner I I think the irony of the situation will be that I'm in the hospital bed with all these people around and I will still die I felt that in my soul I just was like if they if somebody does not come in here and listen to me I will just die with all of them watching because no one was listening and it actually had to be the orthopedic surgeon that had worked on my hip, one of the many things that occurred after this delivery back to back that I fought for. And he came in as a follow-up just for my hip and ended up listening to me, truly trusting me on what else was wrong. And I had walked around for months with a uterine tear. I mean, major. People literally pain. die from that and the pain and the – so I – um. I've had many moments in my life where I feel like my connection to source got stronger through something that powerful and profound of an experience. But I think that one really did it for me because I know that they were telling me, if you don't continue to push, you will die in this bed. I wasn't being dramatic. I wasn't being emotional. You know that you know. But I'm grateful that I know myself that we could know that, that you could know that and you could hear. And so um, on that topic, I guess we could go on um, some tips. Uh, I would like to always give tips on how people could tap into that, even if they don't want to expand it. If you feel extremely disconnected or you're going through a situation where you're not being seen or heard, especially when we're talking about health issues, I'd like to give some tips to empower people to have, um, I don't know, I guess the bravery might be the word, to step in on their behalf. Or uh, find someone who can. There's all of those kind of things we could talk about. And before I give it back over to you, uh, the reason I want to go down that path is because when we talk about the change of the age of change, how we're shifting into this new age, we're already here, right? We know everything. Uh, we're being taught that the old can't really go into this new. Well, it's happening on every level. And if we think about that with modern medicine, no matter how evolved technology gets, we still are the intuitiveness behind it, right? We are that. We're living this experience. And I think we're being taught that the old ways, like where maybe our parents did, uh, the doctor has a doctorate's degree, so they know best. So you have to listen and you have to do what they tell you to do. That's the generation that mm -hmm. came not far behind us. I know even my parents do that. Um, you have to really see that that's part of the age of change that's occurring. Our way of thinking even in this 
plane has to shift that just because you have this degree or this piece of paper does not mean that you have the divine knowing of all things. And in fact, I think we're starting to see it can actually cloud judgment because you bring in the ego piece. You bring in those opinions, you bring in your limiting beliefs, you bring in your prejudice. I'm sorry. And I was even, you know, I was having a conversation with one of my friends the other day is like, they're talking about moving, you know, the medical field into more of an AI situation. And there's some conflict with that, where yes, they can go through all, you know, the stuff and take away that ego piece. But also, you're going to take away out the empathy. Mm-hmm. The understanding, like that doctor, that orthopedic doctor who really sat and listened to your pain and knew like something was really off. I need to figure out and go in critical thinking mode and go through my checkbox and figure out what's going on. You know, I'm sure they were very compassionate, you know, and when we have that, and you know, to me, I was like, I was on the fence, like, yeah, I would want something like, how are we going to have a blend of this? Because we're, you know, we got to be aware we're moving to that, guys. This age of technology um, with 5G moving in, uh, we're talking about that's just not cell phones and our tablets and our computers. That's cars. That's technology with our our health and medical, we got to be aware. And so this is where we're going to have to come in with that intuition part and be an advocate of how we're going to find a balance between the technology part and also the empathy, um, expression and compassion. Um, and intuitiveness is, because yes, the intu- yes but, but, absolutely. you. Yes, know, absolutely. There are doctors that I mean, I would even give that to my orthopedic part of that critical thinking. There had to be a piece of him that clued in to say, hey, something doesn't feel right here. That's that intuitive piece we're talking about. So I do believe that there are still um, great physicians and especially oh, nurses and all of the people in all of the field that um, could still be credited for using their intuition. The sad part is, is that everything you're talking about is starting to limit their ability to do that as well. And so it brings it back to, I think we're coming into a time where we're being taught uh, the answers are going to have to be found from here. Even if it's due to something else, it starts here. Absolutely. It's within. And one of the ways that I like to connect to that innerness, even when I'm in complete, when I feel I'm in complete stress or chaos, is I take a deep breath and I just put my hands on my chest and I just breathe. And I say, can I just show me a simple answer? Show me at least which direction I need to step in. And it's always been correct. And when we get a story, if you get a story with your answer, that's more than likely your ego. It's, you know, spirit is very direct, concise, and simple. (laughs) They have, they don't, they don't like to mess around. It's very it's like right there in front of you. It's not this long drawn out story. And there's never, ever, ever shame or guilt placed on the message that you're given. If you ever have a a message like that, that's not spirit talking to you. That's not your intuition. That's not the connection, like you said, to the universal umbilical cord. It is something else that you need to clear and figure out what is going on. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, when we talk about all of this, uh, the ultimate across the board, no matter what background, is that God is love, right? And I like to remind people that spirit, whatever you call it, that's what we're talking about. And that love, that emotion, that 
the feeling of when you think about the word love, what does that do to you? It's warm and fuzzy, right? You, you mm-hmm. can just uh, hear it roll off the tongue, the energy of that. And so if you can't even process, um, you know, all, is it a story or is it an answer or anything else? It goes back to that feeling piece again. Just feel that, you know, when a message doesn't feel right, if it doesn't feel like it can come from a place of love, um, you know, then it's not spirit. And it doesn't mean that the message has to be warm and fuzzy. It's the energy behind it. Because, you know, we have Mm. shadow pieces to work on. And oftentimes it feels like, uh, at least in my journey, that they've been (laughs) kind of scolding me (laughs) sometimes, like a parent. But even that, like if you can uh, get away from the brattiness of being in the child moment, in hindsight, you can see where that correction came with love still. It feels different. And and that's huge. That's powerful. Um, And the breathing is a great place to start with that. The breath itself, just meaning that of life, that brings Mm -hmm. in a different energy in itself. If you can't do anything else, the whole cliche saying of just breathe really comes into play here, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, and another way that you can do is you can really just like if you're stressed, if you're in a place of stress, you can tap on your certain you know, points here and kind of just start releasing some of that emotion and then go into your breath and do the same thing. Intuition, everyone always thinks intuition is something that you really have to work with. But like what Paige was saying earlier, it's an innate, it's part of who we are. It's one of our biological and energetic systems that we can work with. And to believe that you have to do all this work to connect to it. No, you already, you've been connecting to this, this information way before this. And it's just the more you do work with it, though, the more it becomes more in tuned and becomes more clear and able to receive. Yes. Yeah. A, a way that I love, uh, I like to use this with clients, but only because it was something that I used for myself personally is journaling. That's not something that you have to have an actual journal for. You know, we all have walking computers in our hand all day long, it feels like. And I have so many notes on my phone. So I like to tell people when things pop in, especially if you're out there in the workforce, you know, by the time you get home to write that in your journal, you're not going to probably have the same memory of it or energetic uh, relationship to it. And I like to say the first place that you start in tapping into that knowing thyself is when a thought comes up, you write it down, especially if you're lucky enough to see it come to fruition in the moment. Something as simple as, I knew I was going to turn right, but something just pulled me left. And when I did, you know, I heard there was a wreck down the road later or whatever, you know, like journaling works really great for that because you may not always see it in the moment that you had connected and got that right. But the journal can be like a running, you know, tally of events for you to be able to look back on and see your growth in to see that you really are connected. It helps when you're starting to doubt yourself that you can look back and say, no, this experience a year ago uh, that I would have forgotten if I didn't write it down. I can relive that now and I can see all of the things I would take away from that and learn from that, that led to my intuition being key for that event. Oh, absolutely. 
journaling, I'm when you were just mentioning that I do the same thing on my phone. I put little notes because I don't have the time. Like if I, you know, sometimes I'm, I'll even get messages when I'm driving and I'll just grab my phone and get the, you know, recorder and say, Hey, this came in. And then when I go and reflect on it in a few days, I was like, Oh yeah, this is something else to work on or, um, you know, focus my energy towards, or it could be even just a message for someone else that, that I have to give and, and to, um, they needed to receive. And and so journaling is so key. And I, I know people have heard us say that in so many of our other podcasts, but there's a reason that it's one of the key foundational tools to work with because it's working with not only our thoughts, uh, it, we're putting and giving in a reflection. It's with the energy of that. It's the energy of the intuition. And so when we put that down, it helps just give us a gentle reminder of what kind of, like our, I always say it's like a little map of our, our quest book that we're working on when we're working yeah. with shadow. And it, 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 it does it very gently. And the more you work with journaling, the more that you'll see a shift in your, um, your emotional and mental bodies, you will see an energetic shift. And literally the, the other day, I was like down in the blues in the dumps and I sat down and said, okay, where is this from? And when I started journaling and, you know, doing key points, the answer was in my words when I went back and reread it. And so that was like, oh, okay, this is where I need to really release and have a, con I had to have a difficult conversation with someone and I didn't realize it was kind of festering underneath the, the, the energy waters within me. And so I had to have a difficult conversation, but I wasn't, my mind for some reason wasn't putting that up into the forefront, it was deeper layered. And once I journaled it, then it came out. Right. Absolutely. And that makes me think of another form of intu intuition and uh, developing it without even trying is if you start that journaling path, you'll start to notice things come out like what just happened with you that I, I kind of put in the category of automatic writing when we talk it about is. that because it it's really you can get in the flow you can start something thinking that it's for one purpose but it really can lead you down so many other awakenings like turning journaling into automatic writing and you look back on that and you're like that literally is a message from source. Like that's not my mm. words. That's not <laughs> anything I would have, that's not my vocabulary, you know, like that came from source. So it's really exciting if you just take what we're talking about today, if you do nothing but just start in your physical world life, like we're not even talking about expanding your consciousness or your spirit or your purpose or whatever. Mm. Everybody puts pressure on about that. We're just talking about how do you use it as the physical shell body, you know, that we're living this experience in. And if you start nowhere, it's just that starting with your health, you know, starting with that job, what doesn't feel right about that? Look at your actual environment, what relationships are not serving you that we definitely know about and we tend to hold on to because we let our brain override the intuition. You know, relationships are a good one. We could do a whole nother series on that. <laughs> but that's a really key one because we're talking about emotions here. You can be attached or um, you can be detached, I guess, attached as well to a job where it's more of a physical thing. <clears throat> but emotions, when you're talking about relationships, that turns on the intuition right away. I've had several girlfriends in my life. Um, I've had some experiences of my own with relationships where you just knew, like something just told you to check their phone. <laughs> 
you know, we are down <laughs> yep. in the dirty with, oh, you yeah. know, gritty for all the ladies out there. And I'm going to say men too, because ladies aren't always innocent. Um, no. You know, it's happening on, on both sides of the spectrum. But in this particular situation, a girlfriend who just literally always says, you know, I'm not intuitive and I just have to laugh at her. You know, you have this experience where you're feeling led to check somebody's phone, which you never would have done before. And it opened a whole can of worms, but it really saved, it saved her. It, you know, it saved her from a lot of heartache and all of these things. And so we really use it and, and pay attention to it. Like I said, in a lot of ways that sometimes we don't credit it towards, but I would encourage people today to look at your environment in this life Okay, not out here. What needs to shift or change or doesn't feel right? And then as you journal about that, don't be surprised that you don't get more awareness of it. Or even if you don't journal, if you just do some of like the breath work or go exercise. I know exercise is a good one. Even if you just take a walk. Um, yoga is amazing for me. I really struggled with yoga in the beginning. I didn't think it was combative enough you know (laughs) (laughs) you wanted the whole structure you the slow down and take your time and breathe that you know that's that is really hard for people it is it really is um because we're such in a fast-paced society we're always told go 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 and then all of a sudden when you're like oh I gotta hold this pose still for this long are you kidding me (laughs) yeah it's hard it was and now I have to tell you I'm hooked I challenged myself and I think this is a good place to go with intuition to pick one thing that we talk about today people (laughs) and start with it and if you're competitive like me start a challenge with yourself right? Maybe if your girlfriend needs to do it, start one with her or your spouse. But I always say it starts with us. So I like to be competitive with myself. So I started a challenge of yoga because it kicked my ass the first time I tried to do it. And I was like, what is this about? So I said, I'm going to do yoga every day. YouTube it up, right? Um, Every day for a month. And I did not skip a day. And after that yeah. month happened, like I literally now I know if I don't do it, I'm missing it. Like I find time for it just naturally because my body is saying that I need it. So that intuitive light switch came on for what yoga did for me. My soul, my everything's telling me, remember what you got from that. So this is why you need it today. And this is the point of working with the intuition. If you can pick one thing, challenge yourself. 30 days is a good challenge to get in the habit of something. Um, But stick to it. It's going to turn it on for you. Your whole world is going to light up to see how many areas you're already working in like that. That could really save your life when we're talking about help. Save your heartache if you're talking about relationships. You know, all of that. You know, when you were just talking earlier about intuition, it's really listening to our gut feeling. Everyone always thinks our intuition is our third eye and our crown. And actually within us, it's in our, it's our sacral and solar plexus. So it's so important to listen to that gut feeling that we have, that we can connect to that energy within. And then with yoga, you know, we always just think, well, it's just stressing, stress, stretches, but it's more than that. It's opening up the energetic pathways in our body for our meridians, our chakras and our auric field and helps bring in that balancing. And so I love that you did that challenging because I know how difficult yoga can be sometimes. Mm -hmm. 
That's awesome. Yeah, it's funny to you because, you know, I always like to bring humor into this. Some of the poses in the beginning, when I was having to hold him, it was like a am praying to Jesus moment to get through the pain. So it was like, you know, you were naturally connecting to spirit without even trying because, you know, in my head, I'm like, oh, dear Lord, help me get through this. Like if I have to plank for another five seconds, I'm going to die or whatever. And so it really naturally brought you into that. And so if you need some humor humor in your life, we're having trouble with our words today, but I, I find it hilarious. <laughs> Sorry. Um, you know, you've got to bring humor into this too, because we need to be able to laugh at this experience or it feels pretty terrible some days. And so find something like that and, uh, and find humor and laugh at yourself when something's hard. Don't quit the challenge. You know, find a way to, to bring the humor in and we've got to laugh at ourselves more. I feel like as a whole, everything's getting super uptight and I'm waiting for the lid to pop and everybody explode because it's just too much pressure. And so I feel like intuition, you know, it kind of eases all of that up because you don't feel under so much pressure to make decisions if you're filling your life out, if you're going with the flow, if you're in the flow it doesn't mean that everything's easy and breezy. It just means that it's less challenging to know which direction to go, no matter where that leads you. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I like how you were saying that. It's about bringing in your childlike energy. When you see children take on an activity, the only person they're in competition with is themselves, yeah. literally. And it has nothing to do with it's them and they have fun with it. They go into joy. So I always say, go with this with a child's eyes. Have fun. It's not about um, beating yourself up that you didn't meet this goal or anything. If you just got up and did it, yeah. Yay! You celebrate that. You know, you do your little dance. Like, <laughs> yeah, I got there. I did it. Woohoo! You know, yeah. you you celebrate those small little things. You go into grace with yourself because you're learning something new. We're in such a society that we think we have to perfect it and know the best of it right now. I have to tell you, you know, like you, I took on the challenge of Tai Chi. I'm still just a beginner and I've been doing it for months, you know, and I, but my goal is, you know, to really work with that energy. And at first I was like, oh, I should be further along on this. And no, you have to go into grace. If I'm having fun, if I'm bringing balancing into myself, if I'm learning something new, oh my God, what a bonus that is. And so go into grace when you're starting these new things and have fun with it. You know, like I, I like what you were saying is like, you know, include a friend, you know, um, one of my things is bike riding this summer and me and my husband and we have to encourage each other because trust me, there's sometimes like, I was like, how did we do some of these hills as kids? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like looking at it like, oh my gosh. And I was literally praying, you know, the whole time I can do this. You can move it. You can do it. And I hear him, come on, you can do this. I'm like, I know. <laughs> you know? So you have to have fun with it. You got to engage it. Do it like a, ch a child would. And that is one of the best um, things when you move into anything. And I love that. A 30-day challenge, people. Think of one thing that you wish you kind of always kind of gravitated towards, but like, no, I've never done this before. It's uncomfortable. It's out of my, you know, go embrace it, especially now. You know, we're in this place of like you were saying, people are so uptight and the energy 
is literally when you go out into public, it feels like you were saying this pressure cooker that's ready to kind of go off at any time. And so you can take some of that steam out by you helping your own self and where you're at. Yeah. Yeah. And again, on the intuition piece, when you just said what you feel led to do, that's key. That's another point of your intuition working. I have to just point it all out (laughs) is when you're feeling led to take that pottery class. Pottery is a huge one that I found was very mindful and I am not artistic in that way at all. And the, uh, the pots and the little what was supposed to be cups and plates that I made, they are uh, not at all what anybody would want to purchase ever. I'm just saying ever. But I love them and I they're unique and different. I use them for my sage or my incense um, containers now or just to look at, to laugh at myself. <laughs> uh, but it was so meditative to get your hands in literal mud and then make a vessel from it of some sort. It's, there's just, there's so many things. But I, on a whim, just wanted to do Pottery at the rec center right before COVID hit, and I felt like my life ended. <laughs> All of my joy was ripped from me. <laughs> so, um, but I got that pottery class in, and I am so grateful that I uh, did listen and do that because it's not like some great skill I'm going to be selling down the road. But it was so special for me. I literally felt like it was the best mindful practice I had had added to my story, my life. And if I wouldn't have listened right then and and had done that, I wouldn't have even got to do that now up until like this point because COVID shut our world down. So really another good point on just listening to something that you're drawn to, even if it's silly, like why do I want to take that course or that art class or that pottery or whatever, something random that pops in Again, building on what you said, if it's very simple, spirit's pretty simple, and you just hear pottery, hmm, or, you know, I've with tarot cards, that's really cool. That's a whole, like, nice little uh, project to go down, because it is their project. <laughs> oh, no, it is, that, trust me. You know, <laughs> but it would teach you how to use other cards in your life that could just be for you. You're not having to do it for others. So if you just hear something don't ignore it is what we're saying today on the show is those little blips of information don't have to be so little. And if you go out and you explore that, we, I would say, I would guarantee you, I won't put you in that, <laughs> but I would guarantee you that it wouldn't be little. It would open up something bigger than you could imagine. Yeah. And we always think, you know, spirit is um, filled with creativity. And when we tap into any kind of artistic thing, like painting, drawing, the clay work, or even, you know, sitting down and doing the tarot cards, it's tapping into that imagined self because spirit is all about imagination. Spirit is all, uh, that's what it's based on. And we couldn't even get some of these um, messages that we receive if it wasn't, if we didn't have a very open an imagination. And I love that they were talking about the clay because you're working with sacred earth. It's grounding. It is an active meditation that you're doing when you're working with clay. And you know, I'll have people say, well, I don't know what I like. I don't know what I want to do. And I was like, well, go back to your child. 
go back to that inner piece of you. And what did you used to like to do? What were you used to be drawn to? What, you know, um, catches your uh, attention? Pay attention to the movies and the books that you're drawn to. There's an underlying theme in all of that. And what is that theme? That's the piece that you want to start exploring. Those are the pieces of energy strings that you're connected to. And so how do you start pulling on those strings, strings and start making your own tapestry with those things. And so it's, it's going out of your comfort zone. Sometimes it's just taking a little online class, you know, COVID, what they did is they expanded tons of different online modalities that you can now explore. You know, YouTube is such a, an amazing resource that you can learn about anything on there. You know, and so it's like taking that opportunity. Yes, it takes a little bit of time. You do have to have a little bit of commitment to this, but we promise if you have this commitment, the commitment you're making is to yourself. It's to that inner tuition. It's into those, all those pieces for yourself. And wow, what a gift you're giving yourself for that little bit of time that you're investing. Yes, absolutely. Well, I think a good way to go out with this is spend a few minutes on um, going back to what you said with the solar plexus. We talk about the butterflies in our stomach, and that's not always just because something's like, oh, we're so in love. We have have associated it with that, but the butterflies are a good reminder when something doesn't feel right. That whole, I feel something's off in my gut. Uh, that whole everybody can relate to that saying. But I want to spend the rest of this time on if people are out there and they start doing what we're, they're already doing what we're talking about or they start it, we have a whole range of watchers and you've got a lot of probably more logical people that might struggle with this a little bit. And so um, I'd like to do give some visual tips as well as those more sense type tips the fill for the fillers out there and the overthinkers out there. That's what I'm trying to say. Let's give some different tips for both when you're on this journey of awakening your intuition, uh, bringing your umbilical cord back to awareness, right? Then um, what can we do for that? Uh, you know, checklist wise to help them on this journey to uh, get their yes or no answers if they are in um, the struggle, that battle of mind and and gut? Well, one of the ones I was just talking about is really think what draws you, what draws your attention, what holds that attention, pay attention, make a list of that. Um, really go into the pieces of, you know, I've had conversations of ask your spouse, you know, they'll be able to tell you, hey, this is what you really draw, you're drawn to, what do you collect? Where do you go? God, I really when you see an event or a class, and you go, man, that'd be interesting, but you tend to shelf it because of time, money, or other constraints, um, maybe it's giving yourself permission that it's okay to go do that. You know, giving ourselves permission is one of the biggest things that we can do. And instead of saying no, and the reasons why say yes, and give the reasons why the reasons why yes is now because you're worth it. This is you investing in yourself. And if you need an analogy, think of it as you planting new flowers into your garden to grow and to nourish and to add more color into your life. Those are other ways that you can bring that in. Um, how is fear limiting you? Sit down with that. Journal that. Um, what am I afraid of? Am I afraid because I'm not going to be perfect at it? Well, 
children aren't perfect at things. It's mastery. It takes time. And the biggest thing is if you go into it that, with the expectation of having fun, guess what? You're going to let go of some of the, those ex expectations of perfection, those expectations of mastery, and you're going to just enjoy. Yeah. Well, you covered all the senses part, so I'll take the logical piece. Maybe that's this is our yin-yang abilities with each other, right? Um, what I like to do, and it was kind of on a little bit of what you said, for more logical people, I like to run what I call the worst-case scenario. It's completely in your head, but then I follow it up with a little bit of fill. And I will walk through whatever the situation is in my head, and I will literally let myself go to the worst-case scenario that that could possibly look like or turn into, right? For logical people, you could really get there fast, right? You could break down all of the points of that. And I love to do that, not because uh, of it doesn't actually instill fear. A lot of people will start to think that way. But if you trust me on this and you start to practice that, you actually realize that there's not as much to be afraid of. Like your mind without going through the process of worst case scenario tends to think uh, more fearful things than what actually would play out if you logically do the worst case scenario. So that's one that works really well for me. And then whatever conclusion I come to at the end of that, I will uh, tap into that solar plexus area, just hold my hand over my belly button and I'll let my mind go because my mind did the work already. It got me to some idea of a choice. And then I sit with that choice, my hand over heart, my hand over solar plexus, and I really just feel warmth or cold. That's how my energy runs. So it will tell me if something's open or if something's blocked. And you can use that through all of your chakra centers to answer questions. It can help you with uh, diagnosing yourself like we're talking about in the beginning of the show today. Uh, but it really will help you just tap into, okay, if it is warm in my gut, then I know that that's open and flowing for me, how my energy works. And I can feel good about that. It feels like a good gut decision to do. You know, um, if it's warm in my heart at the same time, then I know it's going to serve my heart. And I'll play around with that. If it's warm in my gut and um, and warm in my head, I give credit to that. We have and we were blessed with to be very intelligent beings. So uh, the logic doesn't always have to be negative, right? And so then I can think this is going to serve me in the physical more. Or the logical piece of me is going to be served by that. And so you bring all of your parts together for decision making, but still from a very intuitive place. Although starting from a more logical place. So I love to point that out because it then doesn't eliminate anyone. You know, if people watch the show and you're a very analytical person, uh, there's a little bit of help for you too. You don't have to run away from intuition talks uh, thinking that that's just not the world that you could live in. You know, I'm very analytical. Everyone will say I'm a type A personality. That's <laughs> been one of my biggest challenges of walking into this energetic realm is learning how to calm those thoughts. And like I was, I like what you were saying. You have to challenge your thoughts sometimes. You have to challenge to say, is this my reality? Is this the truth? Or is this fear-based or this part of my limiting beliefs that I'm kind of battling right now? Is this my ego? And it's, you, you know, I still have to do it. I still have to go into a point of saying, okay, go in and say, you know, is this, you're not my truth. 
you're, this is not my reality. Um, I'm letting you go. And I literally have this conversation where I see myself, you know, letting the thoughts like run out of my head, like little, little beans out of there because it's not my reality. I'm not going to hold on to you. You're not going to be in my vessel anymore, but it is a challenge because I can be, Oh, it has to look like this. You know, the control, the type a, when that kicks in and I have to say, okay, this is not how it's supposed to flow. I'm blocking the energy. I literally have to tell myself that sometimes like, and give myself permission that it's okay to let it go. And then I can't, control it and that's hard sometimes oh when you're my. like <laughs> right but when I give myself permission that I can't control it it just reminds me okay just release Trina let go of that tension in your body let go of that tension in your head and my heart space and just let it go yeah well and the visual visualization is great to expand up on because that works for both types of people as well or all types of people a little bit for everyone because you could expand that visualization into um, even if you ran you know worst case scenario you could visualize the opposite of that that whole law of opposite attracting what is what you really want versus what you're experiencing type thing uh, when we visualize where we want to be with something we visualize ourselves healthy and being healed or uh, energetic and ready to take on that really crazy bike ride or whatever it is, we can use visualization. And that is like, you're talking, there are corporations, really billionaire type companies that have embraced this visualization piece. And they may not be flaunting and advertising about it, but it is really the core of a lot of really successful people that they have visualized all of these things from a place here, maybe they still didn't credit it to intuition, but they visualize themselves into what they are today. And so visualization's huge and you don't have to believe in intuition to do that as well. But uh, you best believe when you tap into visualization, it's kind of like that journaling. It's a light bulb or it's a, a beacon for spirit to be like, oh, let's go play with them. The light is yep. on. Let's join in <laughs> on this process. And it can really just highlight your life because you're bringing it all together. It's all about that connection that we talk about and not being separate or with the type A personalities, not trying to put everything in a box like we tend to do just as humans, period, you know? So I just love today's talk. Is there anything else that you want to add before we let everybody go? The biggest thing I want to add with that visualization is also feel the emotions of what it's going to feel like and imagine it here and now. Don't imagine it in the future tense. You imagine it in the present tense that it's unfolding in your life here and now. And what does that feel like? You know, the joy, the gratitude, the happiness, the excitement, all the different higher vibration feelings that were coming in. And, you know, I always love our talks page. They're always so enlightening. I always take a little piece of like, oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> so I love that. So I appreciate that. I, one little thing I want to say is a healthy attitude is continuing contagious, but don't wait to catch it from others. You be the carrier, guys. <laughs> I love that. Look at you, the play on everything happening in the world right now. 
<laughs> I got you. I see you. You guys, I'm telling you, just stay tuned because it's exciting what's happening with everyone right now. Um, but it, it's really special what we've got going on here, being able to do podcasts and be in collaboration with other people, like-minded souls. And I just, I wish everyone out there the best. Keep uh, watching, watching us and maybe we can get our words out next time because <laughs> we are not editing this out. I'm just telling you that now. You can just laugh, find your humor. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you took some ways to step into your intuition and also had some belly laughs with us. If you want to learn more about stepping into your personal power and intuition, set up an appointment with me or Paige. Connect with us on social media. We'd love to hear from you. Our websites are www.alteredhaven.com or www.serenescapeshealing.com.